Welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature-centered paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms, through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast, whenever you are, wherever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I'd like to welcome you to Lunatic Mondays on CSMP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. Tonight, I have the fine china and the long gloves on because I have uh, one of my most adored friends here. I cannot believe I can say she's my friend. Uh, dear Phyllis Kurat is here. She's one of America's first public Wiccan priestesses uh, whose international best-selling books have been published in 14 languages, making her the most widely published Wiccan author. An outspoken attorney and advocate, she consulted on groundbreaking cases, securing the legal rights of witches, including the case of child custody, religious assembly, expression, and free speech. Phyllis served as it's Phyllis served as its vice chair for the Parliament of the World's Religions and created the historic 2015 inaugural Women's Assembly. She currently serves as the 2023 program chair of the Parliament of the World's Religions. And she's here to talk about all things Phyllis Corot, including Phyllis Corot Witchcraft Masterclass. So don't go anywhere because she's going to tell us the whole tea. And once again, I cannot believe that I am so honored to call you my friend. Welcome, friend. How are you? I'm wonderful, my dear friend. And I'm I'm overjoyed and always honored um, to call you my friend. I'm good. I'm recovered. <laughs> I was flat on my back for um, less than a week because I had so much work I had to do when I got back. <laughs> but I was I was really almost unconscious when the parliament was over. I was wiped out, boy. It was a heavy lift. It was over a year of hard work. And from my spiritual perspective, it was over a, it was a spell casting that went on for over a year and involved 7,000 people <laughs> and was that as you know, I mean, the theme was a call to conscience, defending freedom and human rights, yes. sub theme, defending democracy. And it was a, a rallying of religious and spiritual leaders and practitioners and folks, including lots and lots and lots of people from the pagan community. Um, and wonderfully, the heathens against hate. I mean, really wonderful. And old, you know, the old time activists who, like Selena Fox, who've been coming to the parliament for 100 years, like me. Okay, not a hundred since nineteen ninety three, um, and it was it was our it was the first major convening of this kind, the only one thus far, and I hope the first of many more, uh, uh, summoning spiritual leaders and practitioners to stand together to say no to fascism, which is a scourge and growing all around the world, and it it. The theme was my idea, and and the I was able to persuade the board to get on board, and then it was a huge amount of work, and we had extraordinary speakers from all the world's faith traditions, 
and lots of activists um, from the Democracy Project and the Anti-Defamation League and, and the President's uh, Council on International Religious Freedom and uh, messages from Nancy Pelosi and Raphael Warnock and Representative Bartlett, who's a Republican, I'm happy to say we had. Um, it was amazing, right? And Marianne Williamson was there. Um, it was extraordinary. And I mean, I was hoping that we would have 50,000 people, honestly, right? That it would be like this big thing. But we did get a tremendous amount of media attention, which was so important, uh, you know, to show America and the world, because we got global press, that that religious leaders are standing together. They're refusing to participate uh, in the othering of one another, and that we're going to stand together as sisters and brothers, and we're going to say no to fascism, that we're going to walk our talk. So, yes, I would like to have had 50,000 people. We had seven, 7,500. But I kind of think of it very much the way I think of, have always thought of us, people who call themselves pagans, Euro-Indigenous practitioners, witches, whatever word you use, right? People who practice mindful of the sacredness of Mother Earth, that that we've been small but mighty, that it only takes one little light, right? Eleanor Roosevelt said, I'd rather light a candle than curse the darkness. It just takes one little candle to light up the world. And so that's kind of how I thought of it, that there were 7,500 people whose fires of activism, I hope, were inspired and lit, and they will carry that out into the world. Yeah. So, and I think good most, magic. Good I magic. Think most importantly, is um and and i have to take the cat out of the bag now too early but there's going to be a special show on lunatic mondays on october 2nd called echoes of parliament um echoes of parliament 2023 but <clears throat> some of the folks that i've been talking with about the parliament is parliament is the catalyst and then we go out into the world and share everything that we were inspired about and with all the activism. And one of the very important things that I know was um, obviously part of one of the panels that you were part, that I was present, and something that has been very important for you throughout the years is the word witch. Hmm. To desmitify, to demitify, to, to reappropriate, to rescue, and there's something that you said at that uh, panel that really hit me in a good way. You know, it, it really hit me that you say that the the iconic witch is the fear the system create to prevent us from reaching our power. I'm paraphrasing. I know yeah. you said the word the phrase much better. Uh, mm -hmm. Why is it so important that we? call herself witches because the world needs her witches right the world needs her witches that's right that's my that's my phrase the the that's my rallying cry yes ma'am um, yeah so i mean yeah I was, I was one of america's first public witches uh 1981 i came out 
uh, it was me, Margot. Selena was public, but not particularly well known, you know, not visible so much mainstream, right? And Star was visible, but totally not mainstream. Um, but Margot and I were in New York. I was a lawyer and she would work for NPR. Um, so it was crazy risky and it had to be done. I mean, it had to be done because, uh, because I had discovered what the craft of the wise was really all about, right? That it was the rebirth of our Euro indigenous wisdom traditions. Euro stretching down also to the fertile crescent, but that's what it is. The And the word witch doesn't appear till the 1600s. It's the phonetic spelling of a word that's 5,500 years old, five more than 5,000 years old. It came from the Proto-Indo-European. So it, it came from the East and moved across, westward across Europe, and then ended up being carried by the, the Saxons to England where you know they took root. Um, W-I-C-C-E was the feminine, W-I-C-C-A was the masculine, and it meant a wise one. All the stuff about bending unseen forces, all that, that's later. If you really look at the old root, witch up meant wise one, a seer, a seer of the sacred. 5,500 years ago, you're talking shamanism. You're talking that universal ancestral indigenous wisdom tradition and practices. And that's um, what I recognized in that hidden coven in 1980, 81. Um, and I was like, I was blown away. And I, I recognized that behind the mask of the hideous hag, the stereotype of the evil, wicked witch that we've all been raised with was actually the beautiful face of the goddess. And that the witch in, in all, you know, with her green skin and her warts, all the, all the, right, all the terrible cliches and eating babies and all this cock, crazy cockamamie stuff, that it was a projection of the culture's fear of women, mostly women, was mostly women who died during um, the witch craze. It was mostly a, mostly a women's Holocaust. And it was the culture's attempt to separate us from our power. And it's, and it's still used today. The minute a woman stands in her power in any public and power, you know, strong, visible, important way, she's called the witch. The first thing they did was call Hillary Clinton a witch and and uh, Alexandria uh, uh, Octavio Cortez. Uh, go online and you'll see these pictures of them, like uh, Elizabeth uh, Hamilton, uh, yeah, who played the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz. Um, the green face, the black hat, the whole thing. The first thing when a, a woman takes hold of her power and insists on her rights, she's called a witch. And so you know what? I am a witch <laughs> and I'm standing uh, despite my personal self-doubts and imperfections. I am standing as fully in my power as I possibly can. A power that is defined by myself, by my community, by my service to my community, by a community that extends to the community of mother earth, who, who is the real source of my power and my wisdom. And uh, I am her child. And so my role is is to learn from her and to speak as she teaches me and to defend her. And um, and she gives me the power to do that. And nobody can take that away. 
So, you know, you want to call me a witch? Too late. I've done it already. Um, when we when we call ourselves, I, I mean, a lot of people are calling themselves witches without, uh, you know, they've watched some uh, witch talk videos and read a couple of books and, you know, it's appealing. That's been going on for a very long time. Um, okay, you know, more power to you, but please um, learn because to be a witch is to be a wise one and to be a wise one takes time. It takes um, mastery, witchcraft. The craft of the wise is a spiritual practice. It's not supernatural, esoteric manipulation, you know, to get a boyfriend or, you know, to play dress up. It's a, it's a profoundly powerful spiritual path. It takes time, commitment, discipline, a willingness to be dismembered. There are techniques and practices and there are spirit beings and symbols and magic that is real and that is happening all around you. And if you want the title, then you, then you need to understand that with it come responsibilities. The most amazing things that I have heard people say about being a witch. My dear friend Christian Ortiz says witchcraft is a very solitary path and it's, all, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, you, of course, the world needs for witches. I'm going to insert myself when I say you're a witch, act like one. Yeah. And you had just said one that I will make sure I repeat and I will uh, always say this is your phrase. Um the willingness to be dismembered yeah. the, the because witchcraft is not for the faint of heart is is the solitary path um shana ara said to me many many years ago uh that is a job title that you yeah. that you also work that is work in sure. in, in my mm -hmm. case like many others we work for our community as priestesses as healers as um containers you know of of the wisdom and the history and what we're doing right now which is oral history right mm -hmm. uh for a number of years also that dismemberment that happens and then when you put yourself back together um or your community helps you to put yourself back together that just happened with me phil is that the goddess really wants me to do this work with all my dimensions, including indigenous. And, and your hand has a lot to do on, on that, putting me back together with my indigenousness. Uh, we've talked about this at length already about me being a parliament, uh, representing us as an, as an indigenous pagan women, witch, and all of the other things. So, but but I have also heard a lot, you know, that there is this, um, it's not cosplay, it's not TikTok, it's not, and we are not bashing them because we all started somewhere. When I was called a witch at 14, I started wear, wearing black every day because I'm like, yes, I'm a witch, fear me. And then some cursing words at the end, bad words. Um, because, you know, when people call you a witch because you're sitting on your power, it can go both ways. You can 
make yourself smaller again, or you can actually sit on your power. And most of us, I think, do the latter. But there is a lot of learning that needs to happen because that dismemberment needs to happen. And then throughout your life, you keep finding the pieces and, and either you put them together or your community helps you stitch them back together. How important is that we prepare ourselves and how can we find the teachers? How can we find where to learn and who to learn from? Um. Uh, they say when the student is ready, the teacher will come, right? Um, I mean, I was led to a hidden coven in New York. They were neo-gardenarian. Two gay women decided to start a, a women's tradition, which was radical at that point within witchcraft because it was pretty much just male-female which was radical, right? That you're going to have priestesses and the divine feminine. I mean, you know, so this is radical, radical, radical. Um, and it was the most ridiculous place in the world for me, but they were perfect teachers for me because they were completely unintellectual. They, they just, we just practiced, you know, we just cast the circle and, you know, all the traditional, you know, British traditional witchcraft stuff. But I was also blessed at the same time to be working in the first group that came out of Michael Harner's teaching, with core shamanism. And so I was journeying every week and that taught me um, that the drum and the, te the technology, the spiritual technology, I had to learn that, but once learned, the technology would bring me to guides and teachers in the spirit realm. And many years later, I began to realize that the great, one of the greatest gifts was not just all the work in realms of spirit, but this gift that I had finally understood took me a long time to understand it of sacred sight to see the sacred, that I could see the sacred, not just in realms of spirit by altering my consciousness with medicine plants or with drumming, which was my preferred technique. Um, but that when I returned from those journeys, I was able to see that the world that I lived in, that we would think of as just the mundane world was actually the embodiment of the divine, that spirit, realms of spirit and creation are one thing. It's a, it's a continuum. And my great teacher then became, in the last 20 years, has, become, is, has been the earth itself. The spirits that speak th through the earth, the spirits of the earth, the you know, the green man, um, who we were talking about before we started recording, the plants have, have been teaching me, the elements have been teaching me. It's a path of, the more humble you are, the more you will be given, right? The more you come with an open heart, the more they'll put in it. The more you make yourself vulnerable to being, uh, dismembered the more love you'll receive um i don't think there are lots of great teachers around in the realm of witchcraft I, there are lots of folks and there are a lot of very good-hearted people who are well-intentioned but not well-trained and that's the biggest problem that i see in the community that it's grown beyond it you know the 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 that as we become more public and more accepted and we grew we grew beyond our capacity to, to teach. 
Right? The coven model doesn't work. You can't build a spiritual movement and respond to the needs of people on the earth with a 13 year, thir 13 people over three years. I mean, that's just like, it ain't gonna happen, right? So, so people have begun creating other structures. I did mostly because I had books coming out uh, elsewhere, you know, in Europe and other places, in Australia, now China, uh, Russia, where I have no plans to go, and Belarus, same deal, not going. Um, yeah, all over. And, uh, that that there are other ways of teaching people, and but the most important teacher, and I'm teaching now in ways I I hadn't for a while because I was on my own uh, quest and on my own apprenticeship. I had to let go of everything to learn everything all over again. And everything got much simpler and much more powerful. Um, so I'm teaching again because I, it's a responsibility. We were talking about this before we started recording, right? That if you have been trained, if you have integrity, if you want to call yourself a witch, to be a witch is to be a teacher. For me, that's what it is. To be a priestess is to be a teacher. It's not to be an somebody who stands between a person and the sacred, but rather to be the person who helps that person develop their own ways that you know, through the, through these practices, which are ancient and powerful and work um, to, to have their own experiences of the divine. Right. And that that's our job and to help people understand the magic that's unfolded. I do. That's a lot of what I do because I do a lot of personal one-on-one -on -one mentoring now. And a lot of it is about helping people to understand and recognize how the divine is coming to them, expressing itself to them, showing itself, leading them where they're being led, why they're being led, like what we were talking about before, right? Mm -hmm, With this mm -hmm. small group of women whose names I won't say publicly because it's not up to, right? But right, that they're having these experiences and we understand what's happening, Absolutely. right? We know, we know the energies that are expressing themselves and the forms that are coming to them and what, why, you know, then we help them to find out, well, why is it coming to you now? Yeah. What does it mean? What does it mean for your life? What does it mean for your purpose? What is your purpose? And what are the offerings that you're meant to make to make this world the better place that it's supposed to be because you're here? That's a big part of our, of our jobs. You and said it, holding up a mirror, right? Holding up the mirror, holding up the mirror. In my particular case, right? The essence of Tezcatlipoca, holding up the mirror, allowing you to see yourself fully and understanding that... <clears throat> That ancestral memory, our, our unconscious mind, um, subconscious mind, pardon me, I always get confused, English, um, that we never stop learning right. and that we're always the student, that even sometimes when we teach, when we devote ourselves to our, um, what is it, the word, oh my God, my English is escaping me today, vocational. The, the vocational practice right because i think some of us who are, who are lucky enough and blessed with the ability to share the knowledge it has to be a vocation it has to be something that you love more than yourself because it, it is very given it is very taxing and so 
to understand that, like in my particular case, carrying that responsibility of the Tuscalipoca is my job is hard because I have to remind you who you are while I'm remembering who I am. And it is the work that we do together. And I'm not only teaching, but I'm learning as well. And, yeah. and one of the greatest satisfactions that I get from sharing knowledge with whoever wants to hear me, you who are listening right now, is what I'm going to learn about from you as well, you know, because we have to be open. Those who feel that they are a finished product and that there's nothing else to learn, I I usually run away from those teachers, you know, because like now there there's so much that we don't know yeah and and we're always on this path of of learning and we are very lucky now to have you teaching you're gonna be teaching you're gonna be you're gonna start soon aren't you yeah uh yes okay so that's the thing about the dismembering which is this eight right that's such an ancient shamanic practice and it's a reflection of what nature does and the green man, Quetzalcoatl, right? That there is, right? That every year cut the cut, and we're in the season of it now, right? This is the equinox, but the sickle comes down, the cut is made, the the sun has gone into the seed. So, so you know, the energy, the magic, the life, the mystery is eternal, but the form is always changing. It's always changing. And that's the thing about this work is that you think you know, and you you know something, but then the but then you know the the sickle comes down, and you have to glean the lesson, and and then it starts again, and it's evolutionary. So hopefully, the insight, the what you needed to learn, what you needed to let go of, what you outgrew, what no longer serves, what once was true but isn't insufficiently true now right that that in that moment of discernment there's alchemy life begins again the dismemberment is an essential part of the cycle of life and and it keeps you humble so you realize you're learning it's not that you i mean it for a long time i didn't want to teach because like how can i teach if i'm still learning right and it's the answer was you teach as much as you know and that's what i'm a great believer in the in teaching the practices because if you teach the practices people have the means of going on their own journeys to discover what they need to know and what the world needs them to know and everybody's perspective is slightly unique everybody has a special wisdom gift thing that they're here to offer we're all traveling in the same sacred landscape and those practices have been used by all of our ancestors right the circle the honoring of the directions the chanting the dancing the sacred element working with the sacred elements the reverence for the earth the techniques that alter consciousness so you can see into expanded realms all that stuff and that's what I'm going to be teaching to go to that question the next time that I'm going to, the, I'm doing a mass. I, I hate that term masterclass, but you know, okay. It's a term of convenience right now. Right. So, okay. And it's kind of, it's like 
how I practice witchcraft, which has evolved over the more than 40 years I've been practicing it. It's gotten much more simple, much more profound, and it's much more a reflection of what I've been taught by nature, who really is my greatest spiritual teacher, and by the spirits, um, especially the spirits of nature, um, how to practice witchcraft in a way that is deeply, deeply sacred, that it, that understands it's a spiritual path home, home to your true self, home to your purpose, home to your the reason you're here, a path to help you be healthy and happy and to live in harmony with a divine world, a sacred world, and to help you find your purpose, the thing that you love to do, the thing that in the doing gives you deep joy and well-being, and that is your offering that makes the world a better place because you're here. Um, and because you found your purpose and because you do it with this love and devotion and, you know, and there's this harmony then between your well-being and the well-being of Mother Earth, that you are meant to take good care of yourself and simultaneously take good care of her. Those two things are intertwined. They're not in contradiction, which is how our civilization has been. And, and that's, why been that's why we've been sick. So it's a healing class. It's a healing class. And I think uh, a lot of the thing that one of the things that has been misunderstood by those who are just arriving into this path is the difference between the power over and the power with. Yeah. Yes. Because because we get so attracted, like must to a flame, you know, about the power, because we've been stripped of our power generationally. So we are attracted to the power and we think we are here to have power over. And then magic is this Harry Potter, I'm going to mm. move my wand to have power over nature, power over other humans, power other, over my circumstances, power over fill the blank. And to me, and what I'm hearing from you, <clears throat> the witchcraft that works for us. That works for me is to have power with yes. to understand the cycles to understand that sometimes the answer is no yes. and that to understand that there are cycles and like you say you know sometimes the sickle comes down and gets a caught the green man everybody gets cut off yep and then you start again and <clears throat> rendering that power <laughs> And surrendering to the fact that what was cut is what was mm. I am no longer that but I'm not going to be hating criticizing or judging what was cut mm. but rather I will I will look at it I will observe it I will harvest it. the wonderful photo of you holding the corn that came out a few weeks ago what do you harvest which parts of you needed to be cut so other parts of you can be stick together and integrated and that power is obtained in a circle that is symbolic of how we sit together but it's also 
a circle of of life and nature and the earth and a goddess that is not goddess divine whatever you want to call it earth that is not vengeful that is not vindictive that is not um plain favorites that is just natural balance and such is life you know like with tarot phillies when people ask me like oh is that a bad card there are no bad cards because they are not good cards they are cards you know because such is life and and it's all in in that wonderful balance that weaves in and out on on the tapestry of life yeah i mean i think it takes time to mature to recognize and um and a lot of people i know certainly when i was in my 20s and you know first learning to practice um a lot of it was about having power casting spells making things to make things happen right <clears throat> to bring about a better life um and i think it's in my second book witchcrafting which is yeah 20 gonna be i don't know whatever oh yeah can you believe it book of shadows is 25 years old this year this fall unbelievable um that we you would use the air and use the water to make magic to cast a spell and I, I think it's in witchcrafting i think i used that language used um but it's not about using it's about working with it's a different posture and it's one of res- deep respect and and reverence and gratitude and as soon as you like as soon as you humble yourself creation responds to you and and as soon as you ask that was the primary question in the creation of of the witch's wisdom tarot which is this nature deeply nature-based and deeply sacred nature-based deck right and that i created with danielle and the very first question is what do we need to know? And that's always the question I ask it. Like, you know, what does this person need to know? What do I need to know? You can be more specific in X situation or about whatever, but what is it we need to know? We ask that question. I ask that question just in my own shamanic witch work. And as soon as you ask, what do I need to know? Boy, will they tell you, you know, they'll show you. There's your spiritual teacher. But I think you need good teachers to know the right practices to help you ask the questions and be able to hear and see and recognize the answers. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's that the mirror, the obsidian mirror, the mirror that you're talking about is that, that part of our job is to help people to see, to hear, to recognize, to understand the meaning of the messages that they're, that, that are being given to them the cosmic breadcrumbs that are being dropped along the path absolutely um, to, them to their to their destinies and and it's not just about us i think that's the big change i mean if you look at 90 percent of these books i bought a ton of of these books that have been coming out and that were doing well there are a couple of wonderful books about green witchcraft that are uh, i can't remember the author's name she did a beautiful job um but there's a ton, most of these books 
define magic as, you know, the setting of your intention, you know, to manifest, to manifest your will, to, to manipulate, excuse me, <laughs> to manipulate, you know, unseen forces to manifest your desire or your will. And I'm like, that's like 19th century ceremonial magic. It's patriarchal, you know, it's, it's the, I'm in control. Give me my, you know, I'm going to manipulate you to get what I want. That's not magic. That's not witchcraft. That's not the, that's not the reason you're being called. You come as you, you really nailed it just now. When you said that people are drawn to it, like moths to a flame, they're drawn to it for the power that has been taken from them. But if they start to work, if they practice, what comes to them is, you know, not this sort of Mickey Mouse wizard power, Harry Potter stuff. What comes to them is a divine and holy power, the power of life, the power of the sacred, the power that, you know, makes all things grow, including us. And if you, if you work it, and that, if you work it, it'll work, but you need a good teacher to teach you how to work it. And, <clears throat> excuse me, in the idea of gratitude, rhythm, being part of it, understanding, and I will say this until <laughs> my face is blue, which I wouldn't be mad because of the witch. Um, sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and a lot of people whom I I love and I respect, I promise you, Phyllis, I respect them because they're like, no, the answer is not no, you you can manifest it, you can create it, blah, blah. To each their own. I always tell my uh people who will listen to when I talk, uh, you do you boo are the most <laughs> magical words that I have ever learned. Thank you to fr my friend Rose who told me, you do you boo. If that if, if that's what you want to do, then please go yeah. ahead and do it. But I truly believe so wholeheartedly that sometimes the answer is no. Because when this one boyfriend that I wanted desperately to be married to when I was 23 years old wouldn't have broke my heart. And I asked the divine and I asked the goddess, why can he not love me? Because I need him to love me so desperately. But he didn't. He didn't. And I prayed and I prayed and I was on my knees day and night asking the moon and asking the ocean and asking the mother for his love. And my broken heart broke me to Chicago. And I am now. 25 years and five days longer existing in this wonderful land than I was ever in Mexico as of today. I wouldn't change that for anything. I would not change being, existing, living, thriving in Chicago for anything. And did I love him? Oh my God, you better believe I did. I never cried so much for somebody as I cried for this guy. But that wasn't love. That was an addiction. That was um, a, a, a glamour, you know, a chimera. That was a fantasy. This is love. 
because I love me now. And I love me in Chicago. Yeah. And a wonderful husband and the whole shebang. But, you know, yeah. the answer is no, because you wouldn't be where you are if the answer would have been yes. It's that simple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's wisdom. That's being a witcher. I prefer the word witcher, W-I-C-C-E. That's what it, that's being wise. That's, and sometimes it takes time to become wise, right? Um, but if we keep asking ourselves, like, what is it I needed to learn? What do I need to know? And you pay attention, because yeah, that's also, what's a witcher? It's somebody who's paying attention um, and, and seeking to learn, seeking to know, seeking to become wise. The, the, the only thing wrong with life right now that I can think of, aside from fascism, <laughs> this terrible, terrible predilection that half of our species has for authoritarians. Um, the only thing wrong with life is that it's too short. It's just too short just too short it's the only thing wrong um yeah and yeah I can look back and say okay you know that not a great choice not a great choice not a great choice but as soon as I discern it's the gold in the dark as soon as I get the lesson as soon as I understand what I learned from the mistake um, the mistake is no longer that it's the means by which I grew. It's the means by which I evolved and, uh, became better, stronger, more compassionate, more, more self-aware, more able to take better care of myself, more able to take risks, especially the risks of love more, I, you know, make the list, make the list. It's how I grew. It's how I grew. So, I mean, that's the wonderful thing about, to me, at least the way I practice witchcraft is that it's, it's not about having power over, power over oneself, yes, but, but it's, but it's about, it's about alignment with the power that is, it's about alignment with the divine the magic that that holds all things in balance, as you were saying, right? That that moves from darkness to light, that turns, you know, a seed buried in the earth in the dark all winter long into a green and growing, gorgeous, you know, blooming, blossoming, tassel-bearing corn offering source of nourishment. And that's us. That's us. And right now we're needed. We're needed more than ever. The world needs her. The world needs her witches and the world need, needs witches wisdom and people who want to be witches need to get their skills up. So, so I'm, I'm, te I'm teaching and I'm writing and I'm making decks and I'm creating, I'm doing as much as my aging bones can manage. <laughs> you know, I'm doing, I'm doing as much as I possibly can. And we all do. We all have to do as much as we possibly can because it's a critical time. It's a dangerous time. 
It is dangerous. And for some of us that we can escape our circumstances as in, I cannot hide that I'm fat. I cannot hide that I'm brown. I cannot hide that I'm indigenous and all of this um, different so-called minorities that Mm -hmm. intersect my existence. And some people get to pass more and to not have to worry about those things, right? People that look more like you, perhaps, yeah, than they look like me. But it is now or never. We have to get busy. We have to get busy because you said it at the Women's Assembly, that wonderful poem that when they came for the... Yeah, first they came for the trade unionists and I did nothing. Then they came for the socialists and I did nothing because I wasn't a socialist. And then they came for the Jews and I did nothing because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me. Yeah, that was written by uh, a Lutheran minister who had, it was part of his uh, uh, making amends because he had been a Nazi sympathizer in Germany. And then he ended up you know, imprisoned like everybody else. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's harder for, it's harder for some than others. But no matter how hard it is, um, we, we have to we have to we have to answer the call to conscience yes ma'am the mother needs us and the thing is one of my many crying rallies will be the the state of the earth at this moment i'm talking ecologically yeah is because the earth has been treated for 2500 years as a female it has yeah. been seen as a female that you use and abuse and discard. Dr. Jean Shinoda Bolin has written on her wonderful books, right? Like a tree and, and all of that. And if we don't stand up together against this fascism, what I was trying to say earlier, people that look like me, when we speak up, it's very easy to say, oh my God, you always have to do it about race or you always have to do it about size or you always have to do it about immigration. No, it's not that I, because I have more um, intersections, I have to do it about me. It's about us. It's about all of us. They're coming for women's rights. They're coming for... uh, the elderly they're coming for they're coming for everybody and then there's gonna be no one left to stand up they'll come they're gonna come for black and brown people first they're coming for jews right now which that's my mother's side of the family they're coming for that which makes it me they're coming for jews they're coming for black people and brown people they're coming for um they're gonna come for Democrats, for God's sake! I mean, it's insane. Um, you know, that's how like wacky. But if we stand together, 
we have a chance. If we stand in solidarity, we have a chance. If we understand that we need each other in order to win this battle, if we treat each other with deep gratitude and with a lot of empathy and an understanding of the limits of our capacity to understand, you know, the the woundedness of of someone else. Um, exactly. You you have just happened something that is so vital for people like me to understand the wound on the other, because this let's get together because we all are the same. It doesn't work. We are not all the same. We are in the same predicament. But not all of us are the same. We are certainly not because we don't have the same lived experiences. So we cannot, we cannot longer just, please pardon me for using this word, kumbaya together into it's going to be okay. We have to look at ourselves. Then we have to look at each other. And then we have to walk together. But if we skip a step and we don't deeply look at each other's woundedness, like you said. Um, Then we're just going to take two steps forward and one step back. And I'm so thrilled that you're teaching this and that you're reminding us of our power and that the younger generations, we're so busy Phyllis, we have to keep working and we have to, like you said, you know, we have limited the amount of time and there's so much work that you're Mm -hmm. still doing that my generation needs to do and that the younger generation needs to do. And and we have to get the world needs for witches. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the world, the world needs her. I mean, desperately. And, uh, you know, are we going, we're going to be able I don't know. Are we going there? I mean, there is, you know, there's a great awakening right now. Um, It's happening across faith traditions. Uh, We had at the parliament, that group of patriarchal religions that were doing their uh, ritual of atonement, uh, which I didn't get to go to because I had other responsibilities. Um, Good. I hope, you know, you'd start by making amends. Um, I, I like, I'm trying, I'm optimistic, which is ridiculous. And I'm, cause I'm also scared to death. Um, if, if we do not, if we do not vote, if we do not organize, if we do not help one another get to the polls, if we don't fight to make sure, you know, that the Voting Rights Act is not gutted, if, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of women, myself included, kept saying, what what's the difference between a, a, a Democrat and a Republican for the people who were like, ah, oh, there's no difference. I'm like, yeah, no, Roe v. Wade. No, that'll never. Oh, yeah, no. You know, Supreme Court justices, uh, that's one of the major differences. We, I mean, if if Joe Biden were a head in a jar, I'd be voting for him. Not my first choice, but head in a jar, he's got my vote. 
you know, because it's right now, what's on the ballot is whether there's a democracy or not. This country is incredibly flawed, but Martin Luther King was right. The arc of, of the arc of history bends towards justice. It bends slowly. It bends because we bend it, but it bends towards justice. And that's the, the magic of this country. And it was, this country was created by a bunch of magicians, a bunch of white guys who owned slaves, who were wholly imperfect, right? And yet managed to create this really remarkable thing because they, they did have, they did have a current of energy that was connected to the old wisdom. And there is this magic in the land here, even a land that we have brutalized and, you know, the, and, and whose people were brutalized, brut destroyed. And yet still there is this, this magic, this, because I think it's in the land that, that 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 the that it is possible for the best of us to emerge right to for us to fulfill the promise of who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to live and i especially think that's you know that's why the world needs her witches right because our work is about recognizing the uniqueness of everybody's path, of the cultural differences, you know, I mean, that's to not appropriate and, but instead to find one's own ancestral wisdom, but simultaneously to look for, to recognize the things that are shared. All indigenous peoples cast circles, honored the earth as mother and the sun, right? As the, as the, the father force knew how to alter consciousness, knew how to expand perception, understood the mysteries of the earth, knew that plants could heal and that animals could teach, you know, understood the, the necessity of living with reverence for the land and, and making offerings to the land, living in balance, taking no more than what you need and giving back in kind the, the deep spiritual wisdom that's embodied by creation that will give us everything we need to live and teach us how to live. And each culture will do it differently depending on where they live and what the land is and the temperature and right. And yet there are these, so the culture like us, like each of us is unique, like our, our path is unique, but the landscape is sacred. Like each culture is unique, but the landscape is sacred. And there's beauty in the things that are unique and different. We enrich each other with that. Um, and if we value each other that way, that I don't need to be you and you don't, you know, you don't need to be me, right? But we can recognize the things that we share, but also the things that make us unique, that expand our own lives. That's 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 my that's always been the way of my tradition that we don't have a pantheon or any of that stuff it's like whoever calls to you 
if you're being called from a tradition that's not your own, you know, if you're suddenly, you know, it, it, there's an Arisha calling to you or, you know, you're, you're being called, you know, to Mexico and you're a white person, then you need a teacher who's indigenous, right? Um, you have to seek somebody who knows that wisdom to work with. Um, yeah, but right now, my focus is on the essentials that we share and and the practices that can help us get the blindfold off so we can see that we're living in a sacred world and so that we can start to heal the wounds that we inflicted on ourselves and on the planet. Because as you said, for 2,500 years, we've treated the planet the way we treat women. You know, we've exploited it and dominated it and, and extracted what we wanted and abused it. And, and I mean, we've treated it like a combination of a supply depot and a garbage dump. And the wounds that we've inflicted are making it really hard for her to continue to create and support life. But she's still doing it. It's more, I mean, it, you know, the, the wounds are obvious as she's trying to heal and fix what's out of balance. The storms are as commensurate as the damage we've done. The fires are as vast as the damage we've done. The Right? All this stuff is as the scale of the wound is so big now because the damage is so big. I'm not one of those people who says, oh, sh it'll be fine. You know, you, you can't, the, it'll, it'll all be fine. It's just going to take time. Any species that dies because of what we've done, that's a sin. Yeah. On us. Nothing should suffer. No, if we can't make it, we don't deserve to make it. All right. You know, we were the experiment that didn't work, but nothing deserves to die because of us. So we have a responsibility. We have. We have it, we have, witches have always been healers. We have a lot of work we have to do. One of the, but, one of the stupidest things I have ever heard in my life, and I'm 50 years old. And it was very recently that I heard it. Thank God is I don't remember who said it. I just cut it on TV and I was like, what? A politician saying, we have to defend ourselves from climate change. And I was like, this is what is put on TV. That's why I don't watch TV. <laughs> you know, because we are not defending ourselves from climate change. We need to stop creating climate change. But I digress. Let's not put that stupidity on the show. No, that, 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 but there's a lot of dumb and there's a lot of lying and there's a lot of... Uh manipulation of people's fear and ignorance and you know believe you me the people who benefit from that manipulation know how to manipulate it and they're doing it yeah. and people are now cut off from uh common sources of information it's really hard to reach them it's really scary it may just come down to you know having more votes you know that's it Yep. You got to vote. No excuses. No, no third party candidates. You know, we we have a priority, and we have to be 
you know, courageous and, and be out there. But I, I'm just, you know, damaged though it is, wounded though it is, at risk, at high, terrible risk as it is, enough to send you, you know, to send me hiding under the bed. Um, everything we need is is still being offered to us, the air and the energy and the water and the food and the wisdom, how to live here. Everything we need to fix what we've broken is being given to us. We just have to pay attention and um, learn and do and give back. And I really, I, 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 you know, I, I really, I believe that we can do this. I really do. I know that's madness. <laughs> you know, when you consider, you know, who's got the money and who's got the power and who controls the Supreme Court. I, but I just, I'm a witch, you know, and I know magic is real. And I know the first thing magic changes is you. Yep. And, and I, 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 I think, I think, I, I, I think that this is the great dismembering and we're going to come through the other side reborn. Yeah, I believe so too. And I'm so grateful to have you and so many other wonderful women, wonderful witches, wonderful witcha around and especially sharing your wisdom. I Again, once again, back to the mundane. I have to ask you about these classes that you're giving. Where can people sign up? Is there still time to sign up? How you have a whole bunch of other offerings, uh, tarot classes, on demand, yeah. etc. Tell us a little bit about that. I'm doing as much as I possibly can as fast as I'm dancing as fast as I can. Um, you know, when you get older, you realize your time is limited. So I'm using it up as much as I can. So the class, I'm really psyched. It's 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 you know it is my witchcraft masterclass and it is actually a, it's a 12 week class it's a combination of my wand magic which are the sort of active energy workings and practices like casting a circle and invoking the divine and you know the the structural stuff and then the the grail magic the receptive stuff the altering of consciousness, the shamanic journey, the divination, the opening of self, the cultivation of intuition to receive the divine and to be transformed by it. Um, it's 12 weeks. I'm, I'm doing it relatively cheaply because it's a pilot program because I've never done it online. I've been teaching this for 20 years. These are the two of the three classes that are required for initiation. And I've had so many people because I'm back very publicly and, and, you know, writing a lot and teaching a lot. And I put out the tarot deck and etc a lot of people are like i want to study with you i want to train with you i want to be initiated i want to become a witcher who knows what they're doing i was like all right here we go so to the door it's very short window because i'm limiting the number of people to 50 um and the people who take it are going to be very you're going to have to work with me you're going to be part of an advisory group to help me shape this to give me lots of feedback to make sure it's working online but i've been working online for a number of years now and and there is magic so you go to my website and uh there's which is phyllisquirot.com and there's a link and you'll see it and you can register right there and um 
And one of the things we'll be doing is divination. We'll work with the Witch's Wisdom Tarot as well, which is coming out in a new, smaller, less expensive deck in the end of October, um, which would be great because it'll be more accessible to people. Um, and I'm psyched. I'm super psyched. I'm really excited. We're going to start October 15th and we're going to run for 12 weeks with breaks for Thanksgiving and a long break around the Christmas, New Year's holidays. And we'll finish up at the end of January. And then in the spring, I'm going to be teaching very shamanically or um, all my work is very shamanic, but I'll be teaching for the shift network, which is going to be like, hooray, finally, they have a witch. Um, so yeah, that's it. I'm psyched. I'm really excited. So um, the door will close I, because I'm restricting the number. We're going to close registration Monday night at midnight tonight, I guess. If this is on Monday, then it's going to be tonight at midnight, Eastern time. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I am really excited to be teaching this. I am really, really excited. Um, we had some tragedy in, in my tradition in the Temple of Ara and a loss. And, um, and, the, and it was heartbreaking. But from that dismemberment comes a rebirth and a revitalization of the tradition. So we have a huge community in Italy and uh, I'm looking forward to cultivating a big, healthy, happy community here in America. I really am. And I thank you for giving me the chance to talk to you. Why don't we do one of these where I interview you? Whenever <laughs> you want me, you know, I don't have a filter and I can talk for days. Yeah. So anytime you want me to be, it'll be my honor to be part of on your <laughs> network. And um, I really dislike the fact that when you're having so much fun, time flies. <laughs> because I'm sure by now we're, we're, we must be a little over the one hour mark, but I know people are listening and please run to your wallet. Grab This is the one where you grab the credit card and <laughs> to charge on uh because it closes tonight at midnight eastern uh come and learn from phyllis and come and learn and come and be part of the witches because i will say it again the world needs her witches and you can learn from phyllis Carrot, and this is a one in a lifetime opportunity so let's do it and Phyllis, it will be my honor if you ever invite me to anything. If you ever invite me to eat potato chips out of a bag, <laughs> I will be there with you. Especially, oh, You were brilliant. You were so luminous, so clear, so in your power, so eloquent, so beautiful in the prayers that you offered and leading the procession in to the convening hall at the parliament, to offering prayers at the opening of the parliament um, with your makeup and the expression of your responsibility to your community, to our community, to mother's community, to how you stepped forward into that moment and carried her with you into that space and into everybody's hearts. It was very moving. It was very, I was very moved and very grateful. 
you made it happen. You made it happen. And I'm forever grateful for your words then that I keep them to myself. That, that tiny conversation we have backstage, sorry, is not public. And what you just have said just now touches my heart. Uh, Parliament truly had changed my life. And your hands, your mind, your love was all over my presence there. I keep trying to get some of the photos that they took of us together because I know there were photos yes. of you and I together at the beginning of the parade, but I don't see them. I know. I I hope I they've been very slow with all of the the footage and stuff, but um, but we you know we'll get it over the next couple of weeks I hope I'll make sure that you get stuff the many parts of me Phyllis and you know this the many parts of me that I recognize and that I'm happy to recognize is one of them is my ego which is huge no it's healthy and people went crazy when you finished you I mean I was backstage and I could hear them people went nuts it was wonderful yeah but the the photo if, if I won one photo if I get my hands on one photo, the one that I want is when I was sharing medicine with you right before we started walking. Because yeah. that was a very organic, unplanned, unscripted moment. Mm. And that's one of us that I one of those moments that I want to remember forever is is me being able to share my medicine, my culture my essence my magic with you and you you have touched my life in a way that is it has no words i will say it again i don't care parliament changed my life i was already on the program i was already doing things i was already scheduled for this that, and the other thank you twyla thank you pagan community thank you phyllis thank you share of people who made it possible but this almost last minute thing mm-hmm. collaboration it came so organically and so magically and it's not a secret I've said it before I didn't know I was leading the procession until the minute I was told you're leading the procession at that moment which was my blowing and I'm pretty sure you didn't tell me so I didn't faint <laughs> <laughs> which was even greater so that's why that's the moment that I want to capture and I know there was a lot of photographs happening when I was sharing that medicine with you so hopefully we can get some but I digress thank you so much Phyllis for all your words thank you for your friendship first and foremost and thank you for being here and of course I will go wherever you take me uh, to whatever you want me to do and take and go I will go with you I'm cleaning your hands for, I know those are the hands that the goddess has sent. So thank you for your blessing. You are a blessing in my life and I am so grateful for you. Yep. I love you. I love you too. We need to stop before we start crying, both of us. Uh, For people that don't, people know that these are pre-recorded. So they they are pre-recorded sometime not too far from today. Monday the 25th 
and of course we're recording and we are on Zoom pre-recording and we're looking at each other. Both of us are getting uh, watery eyes. So enough. <laughs> Lunatic Mondays, anything can happen. Uh, now we're sending kisses to each other. Thank you. Um, please go sign up for this class. Get your books written by Phyllis. Uh, follow her social media. She has all of the other classes on tarot and a bunch of things that are on demand. Uh, if you want to learn about the Witches Wisdom Tarot, there is a Lunatic Mondays that we recorded when it came out the first time um, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. If I'm okay. not mistaken, you can find it. Just Google Lunatic Mondays, Phyllis Crow, you'll find it. And she's come before for, you know, to just chat. And you've been here for like maybe two, three times, um, which is how we met through Twyla because you were coming to the nice. Theosophical Society and, and we did this promo um, work. And I will never forget that when she was fixing herself to start talking, it wasn't the Theosophical Society. It was one, this wonderful place where you were giving a talk here in Chicago. It had right. that mural of a beautiful yeah. woman. And Phyllis was fixing her camera and trying to fix her sound and, and she had her book of notes that she was going to be reading from and I was trying to be of service and I was trying to help her set up her camera and she gave me a look like who is this woman and then when I spoke I say hi Phyllis it's, it's me Laura and all you said was Laura and then you give me a hug immediately that's the best hug I ever had in my life nobody has ever hugged me with that much gusto <laughs> uh, that they uh, speaking friends of course probably my husband maybe one time but you know it was so wonderful to connect physically for the first time and ever since our friendship has been nothing but just wonderful experiences so thank you again Phyllis for being here and Please say good night to your audience so we can go into the night. Good night, everybody. Thank you for being here. It was a joy to be with you. And Laura, thank you. Thank you for the blessing of you. Thank you for the blessing you gave me and always give me in the pleasure of our time together. It was a joy. Thank you. And good night. Good night. There are no words, of course. I think the most most of them have been said already. But thank you, Phyllis, for being and for being here. And to everybody, please remember that there are over 950 hours of podcasts on CSMP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. We have Circle Talk. We have Circle of Nature. We have um, Songs of the Pagan Tribe. We have Blue Marble. We have Paganos del Mundo on Spanish and Portuguese. And, of course, we have... Um, lunatic mondays where yours truly in english twice a month until we meet again never forget that you are loved bye-bye lunatic mondays is a production of laura gonzalez for csn podcasts building bridges of community around the world Thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow nature-centered paths. Join us throughout the week for various programming connecting with the community around the world. 
please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash CSN podcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. Until next time, many blessings.